Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Today on the podcast, we have someone I met completely by chance, and I'm so glad I did. He is an army veteran, having done one tour in Iraq and one in Afghanistan, a chiropractor, an enlisted certified coach, and he now specializes in helping veterans with PTSD and traumatic brain injuries regain quality of life having gone through a traumatic brain injury himself. Please help me in welcoming Dr. Lance Davis to the show. All right. Thank you so much to Lance Davis for getting on the podcast with me today. Give him a warm welcome. What's up, Lance? Uh, Not much. Just enjoying life here in the the COVID-19 quarantine. (laughs) I know. It's uh, pretty crazy times we're living in right now, huh? Yeah. I'm enjoying the hell out of it, actually. Besides all the pandemonium, it's it's nice to not do anything for one. Yeah. Honestly, I could not agree more. Um, I've kind of been reluctant to say that on social media, but I love this. Um, you know, and I'm a very social person usually, but mm-hmm. giving the getting the gift to slow down has been amazing. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So, you know, Lance, I was hoping you could, you know, start by telling the listeners some background info on who you are, what you do, and just your general story. Okay. Um, the general story that I go with now. Um, I'll keep it as concise and short as I can. Um, Spent five plus years in the army. Uh, I had two tours, one year in Iraq, one year in Afghanistan. Um, I got out of the army in 2009. And when I got out, um, I, I, I had the tough guy, alpha male kind of personality. You know, nothing was wrong with me. I was fine. There was nothing going on. Um, and that was fine for the time being. Um, fast forward uh, a few years, I was going through chiropractic school to get my doctorate. And one of my buddies told me he was in the Coast Guard. He spent, in his words, I spent three years on the beach um, in the Coast Guard doing nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and when you get out of the military, you get a, what they call a disability rating, which they look at your medical records and they say, Hey, we screwed you up this much. You know, we blew out your knees. You got hit by an IED, whatever. They will give you a percentage of your paycheck going forward as, you know, monthly payment kind of thing, because they fucked you up enough. Um, He got 70% disability rating, which is a lot. Um, he got 70% for sitting around on the beach doing nothing. And he said, man, you, for, for what you've done, you need to get your disability reassessed. I said, okay, cool. Um, so I went through that whole process. I was doing that process when I was going to um, doctorate school. Um, and I went to a, I believe they're a nonprofit. They're not associated directly with the VA. It's called the Disabled American Veterans. Mm-hmm. So they helped me go through the process of getting everything reassessed. I went in there and I talked to a guy and he said, oh yeah, you should get your knees checked out. You should get your blah, blah, blah. And then he said, oh, well, you've been deployed twice. You should get, you know, evaluated for PTSD. 
Mind you, m mind you that I already said that, no, there's nothing wrong with him. I said, okay, fine. I'll go get assessed for PTSD, even though I know, know there's nothing wrong. And at that point, he said, here's a sheet of paper. This is basically what they look at. This is what they look for. It's a checklist. And I, I said, okay, cool. Um, took that sheet home, got online, did a few reading, uh, a little bit of reading, and looked into stuff. And I, I honestly went in there fully expecting to cheat the system because there's nothing wrong with me. Mm -hmm. So a few months later, I went into a psychologist to get evaluated for PTSD. Um, and he asked me a bunch of questions that I really didn't expect, you know, it threw me off. Uh, and I left that meeting and I w went about my day and I'm like, huh, shit, maybe I do have PTSD. Mm. Um, this whole process was going on while I was going through school. So during that time, I was like, I, okay, great. I have PTSD, whatever. I can't deal with it right now. I'm studying, you know, 28 hours a day, eight days a week kind of thing. Um, so that was on the back burner. So when I graduated and I started becoming a practicing doctor at the time, like, okay, now I can start taking care of myself. Um, so I went to the VA and I went through the process of, you know, I went to a counselor and I started getting treated through for PTSD. Um, very quickly, I already recognized that I didn't like the way they were treating. Um, when I was talking to my counselor or psychologist, whatever you want to call them, um, I felt like I wasn't being listened to. Yeah. Um, and a, a lot of things happen all at once in this. So I'll try to get it down and, and get it out as best as I can. So I was a practicing doctor at the time. And as a chiropractor, I, I treat headaches quite a bit. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll be honest, I'm going to toot my own horn. I'm pretty effective at it. I'm pretty I'll, doggone good at uh, treating headaches. I'll have to come see you, you know, if I ever get my back. <laughs> <laughs> it sounds like you have a great doc. Stick with them. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, nice. uh, so um, I, the next time I went into my counselor, I said, hey, I'm not sleeping well. And I'm having a constant, you know, low-grade headache. And I, I was setting her up because, like I said, I'm pretty good, doggone good at treating headaches. I wasn't getting any results. Hmm. Um, and she said, oh, that's normal. And, yeah, right at that point, I was like, yeah, it might be normal, but it's not what I want. Exactly. Um, so she prescribed me some meds for sleep, which I thought was bullshit. I didn't take them. Yeah. Um, and that was the last time I ever saw her. I don't blame you. So, so that started a process of, um, oh, no, sorry. Let me back up. Um, during the same time I was treating as a chiropractor, as a clinician, I was treating a lot of patients with head injuries from concussions through sports or auto accidents and just whatnot. Um, and I was seeing a lot of correlation um, between the symptoms I was having and the symptoms they were having. I was like, hmm. I don't think this is a coincidence. So mm -hmm. again, I, I went to the internet, I started reading and I ran into a um, Dr. Mark Gordon through the Warrior Angel Foundation. And he has been treating um, PTSD, quote unquote PTSD as TBIs, traumatic brain injuries. And he's getting massive results with it. Um, 
So I went to him as my treatment for quote unquote PTSD. And um, the way he treats it is he treats it through um, decreasing of neuroinflammation, so brain inflammation, and a replenishment of necessary hormones that usually get decreased from head injuries. And that's a whole nother conversation that we can maybe get into. Um, So I got really good results with him very quickly. And I said, this is awesome. Um, I want to start being a clinician. I want to know how you do this. So um, he has a training protocol. So I went through the training protocol. I learned that. And um, yeah, it was great. Um, I started sleeping better. My headaches went away. Um, all kinds of stuff. Um, but then even with that, I still noticed that there were some, I'll say patterns and behaviors in me. So there was still, again, quote unquote, PTSD. I don't like that term, but I use it a lot and a lot of people know it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was still noticing PTSD patterns in me. Um, so that made me dive down the rabbit hole of personal development and stuff like that. So And that leads me to where I am today, Um, practicing chiropractor, but also a um, lack of a better term, a coach for veterans. That is awesome. You know, there's so many things that you just said that, you know, are amazing. You know, I want to pack number one with the hormones. Um, And I'm curious about that. So what does that type of protocol look like? Um, like in terms of are they ones that you ingest or how do you go about getting them inside of you? Uh, so before I go further on this, um, I don't actually practice his set um, exact protocol anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, there's a lot of overhead. Gotcha. And it, it's much easier if I was a actual medical doctor yeah. because the prescription of necessary hormones. So I don't use that protocol. I use a, a modified protocol. Okay. Um, so the process is with head injury, there is um, there is a production of neuroinflammation, so brain inflammation. And many times, um, I'm going to back up. Mm-hmm. If we look at the neuroanatomy, so the anatomy of the brain, um, in particular, there's a structure called the pituitary mm-hmm. and it's um lack of a better term it looks like a ball sack hanging yeah. from a, a stock <laughs> uh, it's very susceptible to damage and when it's damaged um it can deregulate many of our hormones it's in it's in control of a lot of our bodily hormones so when that gets injured all of our hormones just go out of whack Um, so if I was to do the actual protocol that Dr. Mark Gordon through the warrior angel foundation, it consists of, um, blood draws that is, um, we're looking at 57 different biomarkers. Um, yeah, we're, they, they look at a lot of stuff and then, then they treat as in decrease of neuroinflammation and replenishing, um, necessary, necessary hormones. Males, most of the time, they have decreased testosterone, um, pregnenolone, and DHEA. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is why I don't do the necessary, his protocol, because um, as a chiropractor, I can't get my hands on testosterone. I need to work yeah, through yeah. the doctor, and it's just, it's ridiculous for me to go through those hoops now. Yeah. No, it makes a lot of sense. You know, 
it's interesting because, you know, low T and those kind of things are so common these days. And it makes me wonder if there's ever a correlation between people, you know, again, us guys, we get hurt quite, you know, frequently, especially as, you know, kids and growing up makes me wonder, you know, because I actually have a friend who has a pituitary gland tumor that doesn't grow too much, but it grows just enough that it definitely annoys him. And he's found that he has low T because of that. Um, and, it's very interesting because, you know, you just saying that really made me wonder if there is some correlation between, you know, people that get head injuries and like all these, all this low T going on, you know, or men that get head injuries and all this low T going on. It's, it's very interesting. Now, out of curiosity, so what made you want to go into the military um, when you first went in? Um, that is a really good question. That's a long time ago. So I got to... <laughs> 2003 December 29 2003 so that's a long time ago um yeah. why did I begin? far far away <laughs> yeah um that's a great question I haven't been asked that for a while um yes. I got in because college wasn't for me at the time so right when I got out of high school I worked for a year saved up some money and then I went to two semesters of college and I only passed one class I either dropped out or failed everything and I was like school's not for me at that time yeah um my dad was in the military his dad was in the military it was kind of a unfortunate family tradition um so I I looked into it and I said all right let's give it a whirl um and growing up like I said I grew up with a dad in the military shooting guns, you know, playing that stuff was always fun. So it was almost expected of me. Yeah. My, um, you know, it's funny, my father wasn't in the military, but I grew up with a lot of guns around as well. And it was just a blast, you know, mm-hmm. one of my favorite memories ever is just going to the shooting range for the first time. So I definitely see the, um, you know, yeah. the, uh, the fun in that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nothing like it. Now you mentioned, uh, nowadays what you do a lot more is you coach a lot and i know that you know we went through one of uh one of the same certifications being the enlisted certification um could you maybe tell the audience a little bit about what that certification is and how it is useful or how you find it useful in your practice right now as you move forward from chiropractic care into the next you know uh area of your life so the certification that we both went through, I went through, I think, one of the first iterations of it. And I don't know what iteration we're on now. Yeah. Um, and I know Mark has changed it a lot. Yeah. Um, so that certification for me really taught me how to, he, first of all, Mark made me aware uh, that I've been practicing my or been setting up my whole adult life to do this to coach people through this um and he didn't know that and I didn't know that um and so the the certification that we went through helped me listen to to clients very much even though I was already doing it as a doctor it helped me be more um cognizant of what I was listening for and watching him go through this um mark go through it and working with people made me realize that there are other ways to deal with trauma in our lives. Um, 
And it's, it's, it's a beautiful process that he goes through that you can take this story that we're living with, this trauma that we've been living with our whole life and very quickly and very effectively de-escalate it. We're never going to get rid of the trauma. It's part of our life. Um, it's what has made us into who we are, but we're able to de-escalate our response to it. And it's, um, it's a beautiful process and it's extremely helpful and powerful. Yeah, I wholeheartedly agree. And <clears throat> I like, it's funny how you brought up that you didn't really know that you were going to get into this too, but Mark showed you that, you know, you were ready to get into this, you know, style of coaching. And that's exactly what happened with me. Uh, it's actually really funny. I had heard Mark got, you know, plenty of times on podcasts and stuff for vocabulary. And, um, and so then I started this project, Highly Optimized, and, you know, I just started it because I knew I wanted to start doing something. I loved, you know, helping people. I went to school for psychology, so I knew that I wanted to do something, but I had no idea what it was. And so I started making these posts on Facebook just about, like, perspective or, like, you know, positivity, you know, things like that. And I ended up tagging him in one of the statuses because one of the girls who commented was like, wow, this is awesome. Like, where did you learn a lot of this like language stuff? And I was like, oh, I learned from you know this guy, Mark, he works with vocabulary. He ends up emailing me like, or Facebook messaging me like, like an hour later. And he's like, hey man, I really like your post. Uh, we're doing this certification. I think you'd be great in it. You know, long story short, here we are, you know? And so it's funny because I really think that Rather, I know that the most important thing in our lives are the stories we tell ourselves about ourselves, you know, and I really like what you said about we're never going to get over the trauma, we're just going to learn to live with it better. And I always think of it like what Bruce Lee says, you know, be like water, you know, flow. I mean, don't, you know, be thankful for all of the things that happen to you, whether quote unquote bad or good, because they all gave you the lessons that, you know, it took to make you the person you are today. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, when, so out of curiosity, when you were dealing with, you know, the PTSD, quote unquote, was there like a pivotal, pivotal moment when you realized that you were dealing with a TBI? Was there one certain thing that, you know, really triggered that in you? Or was it kind of a more um, gradual thing that happened? Because I know, like, for instance, like with my headache, for instance, I noticed there was like a pivotal moment when I went to that chiropractor where I realized like, oh, I was just structurally not in line. So I wondered if for you it was one moment or gradual. When I noticed it or when I overcame it? Um... Ah, I guess both actually. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. I was originally thinking about when you noticed it, but actually overcoming it is another great aspect that I had not thought about. <laughs> the, the noticing it was um, when I was treating patients with head injuries. And I, I could correlate. I, I, would, I would take the words right out of their mouth. I'd be like, oh yeah, so you have a headache. It feels right here. It doesn't feel like this. It feels like that. And I, I was, they were flabbergasted in how accurate I was. And I was like, okay, yep, this is, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm not dealing directly with, again, quote unquote, PTSD. Yeah. Um, so that was the major turning point for me. Yeah. And so when you started dealing with, you know, the TBI and everything like that, um, I assume you probably got much more into self-care, self-development. I know you spoke about that briefly. What role do you find that, you know, the routine, like the morning and nighttime routine, um, especially regarding self-care, 
what role do you find that plays in, you know, because like you said, you're never going to get over that trauma, for instance, but working with it and learning to work with it um, is the best, you know, method. So what role do you feel morning and nighttime routines and just having routines in general based around self-care play in you becoming healthier in general? Um, specifically with morning routines, I think they are huge. They, they set you up for success for the day. Um, my normal routine involves a aspect of journaling, uh, movement, um, meditation, um, and then that helps. So the movement helps me get my body moving. And like our body is made for movement. Everything in our muscle and skeletal system is made for movement. Mm -hmm. So why are we sitting all the time? So that's the chiropractor and me talking. Um, I agree, my man. <laughs> so the movement and then the journaling and the meditation is very much for the, the mental aspect. Um, getting whatever story in my head out onto paper and um, objectively looking at it. And then the meditation, I mean, now we know that meditation is great for everything. I, I don't know why more people aren't doing it. So um, meditation is just good for all mental health, physical health, emotional health, and so on and so forth. Um, yeah. Routines routines are good if they're helpful. Mm -hmm. Routines are bad if they're hindering you. Um, yeah. So yeah. routines around like diet um, and how I'm eating and what I'm eating is very, um, very helpful. Um, I think food, food is amazing and it is a very powerful tool in how it can heal us both physically and mentally. Um, so definitely a routine on how and what I eat. And then I don't, I should have a nighttime routine, but I normally, I don't have a nighttime routine anymore. I used to have one. Um, it's kind of, it's fell along the wayside. <laughs> my, um, you know, it's funny you mentioned that because my nighttime routine is subject to change pretty much every night as well. Um, whereas my morning routine is very similar to yours. Uh, journaling, which, you know, it's funny because, you know, going to school for psychology, you learn about all the stuff, but you learn about some of it anyway, because, you know, as you know, you don't know, learn everything in school about that kind of stuff. But, uh, you know, I didn't really realize how impactful it was going to be until I got into and lifted because you know, you're journaling story out. And it's funny because when I put that pen to paper for the first time to write my Billy story out as lifted calls it, mm -hmm. I, I was almost like you when I, when you were going for PTSD, I, nothing's wrong with me. I don't have any story. I don't know. Like, you know, like I, and it wasn't like I was trying to hide it. it I genuinely, genuinely thought I did not have any, negative story in me and then when that pen hit the paper all of a sudden this whole thing came out and I was like oh shit maybe I do have a story that's hindering my growth <laughs> so that was um that was a funny point but what type of meditation do you do is there one certain type or do you kind of switch it up depending on how you're feeling um I know for me I do a lot of tm so transcendental meditation I took a uh, workshop with my girlfriend three years ago which actually got me into meditation and I wholeheartedly agree with what you said about meditation in general, which is it's, it's, it is the most impactful thing I do for my mental health period. Mm -hmm. I oh. can feel if I miss one day. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, it goes by how I'm feeling. Some days, you know, all I all I'm all I need to do is sit down and that's it. Like monitoring my thoughts, letting them go through me and just monitoring them. Um other days I like to start with some form of breath work. Um usually it's the Wim Hof breathing um and breath holds. Um other days uh I found a new favorite. It's called it's called Wheel of Awareness by mm-hmm. I don't remember, but you can Google it and it, it brings it, you, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's really good. And I, I found it very beneficial just being, helping me be aware of more things, how, what I'm feeling, what's going on around me. Um, and since I work with people on a day-to-day basis, most people come to me in pain mm-hmm. and pain has different levels. So I'm able to be aware of, you know, what, what's going on? Is this affecting everything else in their, their health? Um, so wheel of awareness is a really fun one. Um, yeah, that's basically it. Um, and then just sitting and focusing on my breath. If, if I get to that, um, yeah. I'm not very picky on any kind of meditation. I think people just need to sit down and shut up for a few minutes every day. Wholeheartedly agree, my man. I could not have said it better too. And you know, it's funny because if we ever thought that we didn't need to, to you know, think of our thoughts more often, look at what this pandemic is doing right now. I mean, how many people are going fucking crazy because they can't be alone with themselves, right? And that to me is just a huge sign of how much as a society we are missing out on like the most important aspect of life, which is just being. I mean, after all, we are human beings, right? Not human doings. (laughs) So, you know, that's one of the things that I think is so impactful about meditation is, like you said, it's just being aware of your thoughts and seeing like, are my thoughts really negative right now? Because if so, I should probably start journaling them out and trace them back and reverse engineer where this quote unquote story that I'm telling myself about myself is coming from, you know? Mm-hmm. And you mentioned breath work too, which is probably my favorite thing to do because, and it, I actually like doing it before meditation just because I find that meditation sometimes like it is hard for me to slow down so if I do work first I get myself in the zone um Mm -hmm. do you do any cold exposure Uh, yeah so um I don't have a cold tub or plunge but yes uh cold showers usually every morning nice Um, I I've been changing up between finishing for a few minutes with cold but I've also doing alternating so cold and then really hot and then really cold really hot I don't I like know that. if one's better than other. Um, I like them. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah. <laughs> I really do you know, hate them. I literally hate them, man. But, you know, it's it's so funny because, like, people talk about, like, you do a cold shower a day. I'm like, when I get out of that cold shower, I feel like like force to be reckoned with. You know what I mean? But, God, those first 30 seconds, man, I 100% am with you. They're just <laughs> they're brutal. It's funny. The guy who does my podcast, he'll be listening to this, so he'll get a good laugh out of this. He always, like... We'll be like, nah, man, I literally wake up and put a bathrobe on and slippers when I walk to the bathroom for the first time. He's like, I need warmth. <laughs> so it's funny. People always think you're crazy, but it, it gives you a huge rush, you know? So it's, uh, so I love it. there's a, um, there's a Dr. Terry Walls. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll keep this short, but she, uh, she's a medical doctor and she got diagnosed with MS, multiple sclerosis, basically life ending disease. Yeah. Um, she didn't like her treatment that she was getting. So she, 
found a treatment through food. Like I said, food is powerful. Yeah. Um, but one of her treatments through her whole treatment co- protocol is cold exposure mm. for the treatment of MS. That is so amazing. <laughs> it, it's not necessarily, hey, it gets my day going. Like this is changing. One of her treatment call- protocols for reversing the effects of MS. So that is uh, there's a lot of research on it. So uh, yeah, I do it. Even though it sucks, I do it because it's helpful. Yeah. And that's exactly where I'm at on it. I mean, if you look at Wim Hof, I mean, he's proven through so many studies that you can control your autonomic nervous system. You can control control your immune system. You can control all these things through the cold. And it's funny because the cold combined with the breath, I mean, that's an award-winning combo right there. And I, you know, I love it. My, my friends recently started doing this event called Ice and Iron, which is a monthly men's meetup. And it's awesome, man. It's so much fun. It's like just great positive masculinity, you know, because there is so much toxic masculinity out there these days. And, and so it's nice to be able to create a community of men that get together, we work out, we do breath work, and then we hit ice baths after and then we cook up a big meal and have fun, you know, so that's one of the things we've been doing recently that, uh, that, you know, I, I just love, you know, and it's funny, because somehow and my girlfriend did one recently too and she agreed somehow the ice bath is easier than the cold shower and i don't get why it it like and we're doing it outside in like you know this a couple months ago in like 20 degree weather but it's i think it's because like you just know it's gonna suck <laughs> like you know what i mean versus the shower where you know you're like oh it's just a cold shower i'm in a warm room the cold showers gonna be fine you know so i don't know maybe it's the you know the mindset yeah. going into it but it's an interesting thing i've noticed <laughs> Yeah, I've been looking for um, cheap or free free chest freezers online. Mm. Um, I haven't found one yet, but one will find me soon. Yeah. Do you know? Uh, do you know Dougie P? Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So he has the uh, chest freezer. Um, funny story, actually, real quick. He actually, I sat next to him at HLC one at Paul Check's place, and randomly oh. he ended up in my lifting class. Strangest thing ever, you know. So, <laughs> wow. you got another mutual friend we have in common, you know. Okay, yeah. Um, so we spoke a little bit about diet and nutrition. Um, you know, these days everyone wants to put a label on. You know, this is the best diet. No, this is the best diet. How important do you feel it is to have intuition in general in life, but especially with regards to your nutrition and diet in general? Intuition towards diet. Um, I think it's huge. Um, yeah, that's all I could say. Yeah. I think it's huge. Um, yeah. <laughs> but that, that takes practice. That takes a lot of practice. I, I, it's still a practice I'm working with and I, I'm still tuning in. Um, I believe diet is so powerful. So a little story about myself. So I, I did that protocol with um, Warrior Angel Foundation and Mark Gordon. Um, and I don't use that protocol anymore. And I believe wholeheartedly it's because I've, um, I've dialed in my nutrition. And I know when I go, and I don't even want to say nutrition, I've dialed in the food I eat. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know when I go off of it because I can feel it slip. Yeah. Like it, a few weeks ago, just when this whole pandemic um, went up, we were, we, were, we, were, we were supporting our community. So we were buying, you know, burgers and stuff. And I was like, man, I can't do this. I like, I, I literally felt my mental state go down. I yeah. felt anxiety come up, depression come up. And I'm like, nope, can't do it. Yeah. Um, so diet is 
is huge, huge, paramount, huge. Yeah. I, you know, I agree 100% with you. And, you know, having suffered from generalized anxiety disorder, most of my adult life, I 100% find the same thing where, you know, I get butcher box, which shout out to butcher box. They're amazing. Um, but, you know, I get butcher box. And so I eat a lot of fish, mostly salmon. Um, and, like that just, you know, over time, I figured out what works for me, I generally go towards more of a high fat diet. Um, but I don't, I don't box myself in like, I don't try to be paleo, I don't try to be keto, you know, because I think that's where people get lost. Because for instance, like, black rice gets along with me just fine. So if I was paleo, I would miss out on that, you know, so I think a certain aspects that like you were saying, take time to kind of figure out. But yeah, like, I 100% agree where, you know, I like I said, I work in the cannabis industry. So on Friday nights, a bunch of us from the dispensary will all be like, oh, let's go get Indian food. And, you know, Indian food for me is uh, second love, but I have to be careful because, you know, if I have a lot of bread, if I have things like that, it's just the next day I wake up with inflammation and I can feel it, you know, and the more you get in tune with yourself, you know, the more you're going to start feeling those subtle differences. And it's funny because most of my friends that aren't into this, you know, kind of stuff think I'm crazy, like, oh, you're crazy. But, you know, like you were saying, you really do feel it, especially with anxiety and depression. You know, it's, it oh, comes yeah. in. Yeah, it comes in. Yeah, um, completely. Um, yeah, I, I don't. I don't like the idea of diet like you. Um, but that being said, when I do work with individuals, I do point them towards a a paleo type diet. Yeah. Um, I and then I encourage them to give a try. Um, it's called an AIP diet, autoimmune protocol diet, where they eliminate all known inflammatory foods for a month. Mm. Um, and it's amazing. I, I did it a few years ago and it was life-changing for me. It really, um, it really dialed in what I need to eat, what I can eat, what I can't eat. Eggs for me, piss me off. Literally, they make me angry when I eat them. So <laughs> I would have never known that if I didn't eliminate them. Yeah, yeah. That's what sucks because I love eggs. Yeah, man. God, I eat a lot of eggs. <laughs> They're one of my favorite things, you know, and, but it's funny, you know, because you're right. Like, you know, I, I agree that when I work with clients, I do send them generally toward paleo diet. And I say, listen, this is a starting point, but stay curious. And I think that's one of the most important things that you can do in life period is just always stay curious because when you compartmentalize yourself and try to box yourself into a certain norm or whatever, that's when you can get a stuck in what Paul Check calls an ism, you know, like, you know, vegetarianism mm. or, you know, carnivoreism, you know, it's, you know, I go with how my body's feeling that day. Like, for instance, if I do a heavy strength training day, I might need some meat that day. If I do mm. like a relaxing yoga day, maybe I'll eat vegetarian that day, you know, so it all depends on kind of how I'm feeling. And I, I really like the idea of that elimination diet too. Um, and that's actually something I want to try because there are certain things still, like you were saying, where I'm like, I wonder what I'm missing because, you know, there's just certain feelings I get after eating certain foods that make me wonder, you know? Right. And if you don't have that intuition, you know, you, you, you'll never get there. So that's why this, you know, really what I always tell people is that everything facilitates everything else. Like for instance, your diet, nutrition influence your intuition and then your intuition, you know, influences your anxiety and depression. It all works in this big circle. And that's like the circle of, you know, quote unquote, well-being. And so what would you say 
are some other things you suggest to people that are, you know, either beginning on their health journey or just things that maybe people even that are on a health journey already don't necessarily do already? Um, I, I base my, a lot of what I do on a, like a four pillar system. You need to eat well, you need to move well, you need to sleep well, and you need to manage your stress well. Uh, we've touched on quite a few um, movement mm. and fitness, but not like going to the gym and squat 315 necessarily. I, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I used to be the guy that would chase numbers. Like I wanted, I wanted to be able to um, deadlift five plates, squat four plates and so on and so forth. It hurt. My body was always in pain. Um, and it's almost, it's very much like what you were saying about uh, intuition eating. My fitness is intuition. What do I want to do today? Am I going to do yoga? Um, right now, I've been doing tons of kettlebell stuff and mm -hmm. I love it. I, I yeah. feel great. I move better. Um, and let's be honest, 90% of why we're doing fitness is so we look good. Oh, hell yeah. Um, <laughs> so, and, and I look better than when I was squatting and deadlifting heavy. So, um, intuition i honestly all of it boils down to intuition yeah and Stopping i'm glad you recognizing what your body needs at that point yeah and i'm glad i'm very glad you brought that up too because that's the exact thing i found with regards to athleticism in general is that and fitness is that you know a lot of these like you know typical bodybuilding things are just brutal to your body and they're not sustainable and i think mm -hmm. that rather i know that what whatever you're planning on doing should be sustainable, you know, with diet, with nutrition, with exercise, with your inner work modalities, with your, you know, like whatever you do, your relationships, it should always be focused on what is sustainable. And mm -hmm. one of the things I found recently that I love are um, steel maces and steel clubs. Those things are friggin' awesome. And, you know, I got to thank Benjoy for that one because he just makes it look so damn easy. It's not easy. It's ridiculous. <laughs> I never thought it, I never thought 10 pounds could weigh so much, <laughs> yeah. you know, but yeah, you know, and I think that's a big thing that, you know, men in general are beginning to get the hang of because, you know, it's funny over the last three years in general, it's got... Of course, you still see a lot of like unfunctional training, but I mean, animal flow, uh, kettlebells, I mean, they're huge now. I mean, every, it's the new in thing. Um, the other thing I've been getting heavy into is calisthenics, you know, I mean, it's just so much fun, man. Like going to the bars, I have a friggin' blast, you know, and I think that's what life is all supposed to be about. It's about enjoying yourself, you know, not getting stuck into like, you know, this number or that number or this diet, you know, just, just have fun, you know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I, I look forward to working out and uh, and if it's a day i'm not looking forward to it hey i don't do it i, I stretch yeah um and then I, I don't have a set plan i go in my backyard i pick up a, a steel mace or a kettlebell and i throw it around and i'm like all right i'm done yeah and again I, I feel better and i look better than i did i'm 37 now and i look better than i do when i was 24 that's awesome yeah those those are the stories I love hearing because I'm 29 now. And, you know, it's funny because I went through, like I said, a lot of that stuff where, you know, I did a lot of P90X and a lot of things like that where they're not really focused on heavyweight, but damn, do they throw those reps in there? And like, I've had just little nicks and dings since I was 
starting at 21. So, you know, I've, uh, I've really liked moving towards more bells, you know, and into mm-hmm. intuition in general when it comes to uh, training. And so I'd, re- I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you, uh, considering I work in the cannabis industry and considering you're a veteran, um, what do you feel about the veterans that are, you know, finding relief through uh, medicinal plants such as cannabis? Um, I, I think cannabis is a very useful and helpful tool. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, but just like anything else, a tool can be abused. I agree. Um, and I am speaking from personal experience. Uh, I use cannabis as a tool. And at one point I was using it way too much and yeah. it became an addiction. And then yeah. it wasn't a tool anymore. It was, a, it was harmful. Yeah. Um, and so any addiction is an attempt to cover up what we're, we don't want to address. Mm-hmm. So yes, it's a tool, but at some point, wh- whatever trauma we have, we have to address it. We have to come to terms with it and we have to deal with it. So yes, it's a wonderful tool, but it's only covering up what needs to be addressed. So Take it how you will. I support it 100%. I rather have a client using cannabis than whatever um, pharmaceutical whatever other drugs. Yeah, 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 they can get their hands on. Um, yeah. But again, you need to address what needs to be addressed. Um, so yeah. No, I I very well said, and you know I find the same thing because, like you said, it's an amazing tool, and it's so much safer than any of the you know, any of the pharmaceuticals out there used for PTSD or really anything. I mean, back pain, whatever you want to use it for. But I do find, you know, having worked at a dispensary that a lot of people are just numbing themselves to death with it, you know, and that's where I try to guide them and say, hey, you know, this is a lot of money you're spending and you're not, you're clearly not getting, you know, you're not curing yourself with this. So mm-hmm. that's actually a lot of the way of how I find my clients because a lot of those people, I end up saying, hey, you know, um, do you want to talk about what's going on? You know, and do you want to maybe talk about what story you have playing in the background that might be leading you to want to cover something up? And it's actually really interesting because a lot of them, when I speak with them, they just they just don't really have anyone to talk to, you know. And I think that's one of the biggest things, because like you said in the beginning, you know, you felt like the psychologist wasn't even listening to you when you, you know, talk to her. So I think that's the biggest thing. And that's why, again, I love journaling so much, because if you don't necessarily have someone that can listen to you, you can at least get it out on paper and create some mental real estate in your head, you know. So, yeah, no, that's awesome. So. As we come to the end here, Dr. Lance, um, I was wondering where people can find you to learn more about you, to reach out to you, to ask you any questions, um, you know, if you have any good social media platforms, things of that nature. Um, best way to get a hold of me is through Instagram. It is, I am Dr. Lance Davis, but it's I underscore am underscore Dr. Lance Davis. Nice, um, nice. I think if you search it, you'll find me. If not, whatever. Um, I also have a website. It's It's been neglected over the last few months and needs to be revamped a little bit. Um, but that is Flourish Health Community, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H, healthcommunity.com. Um, and you can get a hold of me there. Um, yeah, if anybody has questions, if anybody has any um, 
specifically if any, if you're a veteran, you have a story you want to get over, contact one of us. We'd love to help you. Oh yeah. And so if someone listening could only pick one lifestyle change to highly optimize their life, what would you say that one thing should be? Food. Mm, very well said. I absolutely agree with you on that. <laughs> yeah. There's no, there's no better feeling than having good food, you know, and, and taking care of your body because, you know, we have two temples in this world, which is the world and our world, which is our body, you know? So food, let, like they say, you know, let food be thy medicine. <laughs> yeah, completely. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Dr. Lance Davis for coming by. I really thank enjoyed you. this conversation and uh, we'll have to do a round two because I, there's a bunch of questions I didn't get to. So uh, we'll have to circle I'm all for back. it. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Well, um, have a wonderful, wonderful day and um, we will speak again soon. Thank you. Namaste. Peace. What is up, everybody? I hope you were all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders with a Z on the end.com and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show and I'm wishing you the best day ever.